The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness. I'm one of the hosts, Lowdown, and with me as always is... F. You Hunter. What's up, bitches? Spooky, possessed bitches. Yeah, yeah. Demonic, occult bitches. May the power of love be uh, with you. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. You must destroy the altar! Sorry. I don't... I don't uh, anyway, oh, right. man. Yeah. yeah, I know. So, we're like already like, so, let's jump into this. So tonight on, uh, tonight on the chopping block, we're going to be talking about 2021's Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It. Ooh, <laughs> spooky! For the yeah. start, by the way, that's a, st- a stupid fucking title. Come yeah, on, man! It's called Conjuring Three. Yeah, it's just Conjuring that's Three. That's what I'm saying. Conjuring like, Two was like just Conjuring Two, if I remember. You're correctly. like, I don't know. Is this one gonna have any demons or devils in it? Oh, it's in the title. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, the devil. I'm maybe very do. aware now. <sighs> I was because I was concerned at first I doing another sure Conjuring movie. If there's gonna be a demon in <laughs> it or possession, but but the title told me, so I was good. Hey, Power Wolf said it best. Demons are a girl's best friend. That's right. Just saying. <laughs> Uh oh man, that's another cool song that goes along with this by um who is it Black Dahlia Murder was it where it was like when a demon defiles a witch? I don't think I've heard that. That kind of what happens in this movie. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It'd been better if she like if they like did like a terrifier ending where she just like fist fucked her through her mouth and that's how she killed her and took her back to hell versus just like yeah twisting her neck or whatever it was. Yeah, or, we're t- or we're talking about the evil librarian, right? Yeah. Yeah. The evil librarian. <laughs> Cause uh school marm. I'm just school saying marm. like at least the like most of the old ladies in the series have looked fucking How creepy and from... scary. And this one just looks like a, li- a librarian that's like angry at you. How like... do they go from what is it, Valtech? Varvac from two? I forget the fucking demon's name, the nun. Yeah. To which was creepy as fuck. Yeah. To her. I don't know. And see, the last scene with her was creepy when because the demon looks like her. Right. That was a cool shot. If she start, if she looked like that, the whole that'd be different. But that's it. That like it's the last the one shot. shot. Yeah, and she's the main quote quote bad guy of the movie. Yeah. So. so all right. So this is not directed by James Wan, which might be part of the problem. He yeah. was a writer of one of the three writers in the film, but he did not direct this. Plus, I'll be we, honest, they're still hitting you up with the based on a true story. Most of their stuff's been debunked. And that's what I'm saying is, is some of it, I'm just like, fucking stop. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, you can tell, like, probably that there's names and references to dates and some stuff. But, man, like, instead of saying inspired by a true story when it's, like, based, I, like, that, it's hard for me then when you get into, like, overwhelming supernatural shit. And you're just like, really? Really mm-hmm. based? Not, you don't want to say, like... You, you don't want to maybe inspired by where you could just kind of say some stuff like they do with a lot of books they know they took liberties with they're like yeah. inspired by the novel by I'm just saying so we're saying uh what's her name uh Warren chick like yeah. yeah her psychabilities the crime solver like she's pretty much uh whatever that fucking movie was that she's, TV she's show basi- no she's basically uh or the gift you know how the gift like she I, I I viewed her as um uh Johnny from uh, dead zone that's being too nice so <laughs> I, I, or is it being too nice, or is it hurting Johnny? That, well, that's what, yeah, that's <laughs> hurting Johnny. But I'm just saying, like, or, or the gift, you know, the, uh, the, uh, yeah. you know, you ever no, saw the I gift? Never watched the Tried gift. to buy Sam Raimi. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. got uh, uh, Keanu Reeves as a fucking 
shitty ass redneck motherfucker. But I, the main, I the could imagine a redneck talking like a surfer dude though. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Totally gonna get in my truck, do yeah. some mudding. Yeah. Yeah. We are gonna mud. <laughs> We're totally gonna go fuck us a sheep, bro. Let's go get a six pack and fuck some shit up. Yeah. <laughs> With his fucking balls swinging from his trailer hitch. But the whole concept of, of the gift is like she has these psychic powers, and then after a while, the, this cop, these cops come to her to help kind of solve crimes, which kind of okay. happens here. Yeah, that that is true. That is true. Yeah. So I'll, I'll check it out. I just. If it's that good, I don't, let's not. I don't know uh, if it's that good. I just remember seeing it, and it, it it didn't suck. I don't know if I'd say it's good. In that kind of middle ground. So this film uh, was directed by Michael Chavez, I believe is his last name. And uh, if this means any, if if no one's watched this Conjuring three, but you have watched the Curse of La Lorna and saw that tire fire, he directed that. Okay, so he had no involvement in any of the Annabelle movies. Uh, he didn't direct any of them. As far as I know, no. Okay, I was just expecting he did one of the Annabelle movies. No, Chris Lorna, which was... It's close enough, yeah. Uh, it's kind of this weird generic playbook that honestly started with Insidious, kind of continued with Conjuring, and in which both of those, I feel like the first the first Insidious and Conjuring, really strong, but then you kind of branch off, and then you get into these different realms. I'm not a huge fan of some of the later Insidious, um, the Annabelle movies, I haven't seen Conjuring two, so I'm not gonna make a judgment call on that. But like the what's the one that he directed before this that you just brought up? The Lorna. Yeah. And then I, there's I, the nun. I heard too. I heard that was dog shit. Yeah, and then the nun again. I I, I just got fatigue already mm-hmm. and that kind of. Well, it's a whole. It's called the uh, like the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Because you can watch them all in sequence. You can watch. It starts with like the nun, and I think it's like. Uh, then I think it's the Conjuring. It's Annabelle, and then I think it's the first Conjuring. Then it's like the Curse of La Lorna. I, I, I the thing that kind of sucks is that, and of course, you're gonna do this. Conjuring did, you know, everybody really liked it. It did an amazing business. It was kind of like the big, like cult movie that summer that came out, where it just had these legs and it got big, you know, more and more word of mouth. But then, because you've just kind of squeezed that fucking universe into all these branches, now it doesn't stand up like it used to. If they just stuck with the Warrens, because that's what people know, and I mean, they the Warrens were already in film from the Amityville Horror, like. Yeah. Like, people already knew of them. Yeah. So it's like, if you just stuck with the Warrens and the Conjuring, because they have all the different, they have so many stories, it's because of all the artifacts they have in their house, like, just stick with those. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to just keep making movies. Which, by the way, I'm going to throw this out here real quick, all right? In this movie, they are fucking hypocrites like a motherfucker, mm. because they go to that fucking priest or ex-priest's house, and he shows them his, like, look, I got all this fucking shit. They're like, you need to fucking burn this shit. And, I'm just, and you're like... Don't you also have like a room full of like demon toys and shit? Like, well, no, that was so that the, the difference is like his room was full of text, which I'm which you could I feel like that what they were saying, what they it was were different artifact, but it was different artifacts was a, and things like, the, like it was mainly, if you, mainly it was occult text, which is what like I think Vera, not Vera, um, Lorraine was referencing because you could yeah. burn that. Their stuff is stuff that they was possessed that it, they don't want out in the world anymore, but they can't destroy it. Okay, I, I just, I all right, that helps explain. I just was thinking, like, you all have the same fucking kind of room, they, man. They kind of go, I think they go into that with the first one, where, like, it, uh, because they kind of hinted at it again, where, where remember, uh, what's-his-face, um, Ed was like, well, let me show you Annabelle. But, like, they couldn't destroy Annabelle. They're always fucking showing that guy. <laughs> and it, I don't, I don't know why they made it look like it does. A Raggedy Ann doll is creepy enough. Yeah, that's just what stuck I'm with saying. a Raggedy Ann doll. yeah. They were not. They were, yeah, like, but those are ugly dolls. You gotta have posters, and like they want to make it look creepier. Like, mm. like I, I, I think that's it looks creepy, but again, it kind of goes away from the actual doll that inspired it. But mm. 
So, again, this is another story of, uh, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren, and we've got Patrick Wilson and uh, Vera Farmiga Mm -hmm. returning. The the beautiful versions of the real-life people, because if you've seen footage of the actual Warrens, looks nothing like them. So we also have uh, Julian Hilliard, Hilliard, who is the... uh, he was the youngest brother in Haunting of Hill House, season one. Ah, okay. He played David, the the original possessed kid. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just recognized him from, from the Haunting of Hill House, season one. I, don't, I think he might be in the Haunting of Bly Manor. I don't know. Okay. I haven't watched season two of that yet. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will watch it eventually. I've heard not the greatest things about that one. Yeah, so this one starts off focusing on the Glatzel family. And, okay, the initial possession exorcism thing like that didn't look like horrible cgi like when you twist around on the table i was expecting it to look bad or yeah uh, i mean i'm not saying it was great it was definitely creepy all right this is my whole thing and I don't, i'm not gonna get on a soapbox about this but a, all these exorcism movies they like contort and their bones like do this shit and they do all stuff and then eventually like if they get the demon out like the person's like oh good and they walk it off i'm like is your shit still broken? And that's yeah. the only thing that bothers me. Your shit's still Is fucked. that they put that shit in like your arms that don't go that way, go that way, and you're crawling like a crab, and all that kind of shit happens. And then when they get cured, they're like, "Oh, good." Like, when I as soon as they get cured, they should be like, "I'm in so much fucking pain as so many bones fucking broke <laughs> unwillingly." But they're like, "Oh, good. I'm good now. The demon's out." Like, yes, the actual demon's out of you, but your bones don't heal that fast. Like that. Like that kid David should have been dead. Pretty much. The way he bent, or he the next time you see him, he is in a wheelchair, and he's like, "Well, the demon's out of me. I can't move, but yeah, five fingers." We're talking, yeah, we're talking in wheelchair. We're talking Hawkins level, like exactly. He's using his like. That, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see a movie where, yes, right immediately after they're like, "We did it. We defeated. We got the demon out," and then next day, and the person is like, actually, maybe in a, I'll just throw, maybe in a hospital, even just mm-hmm. with every cast over every part of their body, or at least wheelchair some, but they're like, they walk it off. They just walk it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd that be just nice. irritates the shit out of me. That's that original exorcism is where Lorraine gets the starts seeing the visions of the altar and all that stuff yep. when she touches David. So basically, what happens is uh, David's older sister Debbie is dating a dude named Arnie, and he grabs David and, and is telling the, the demon to take yeah, a, to leave, leave, leave the kid alone, kill me or yeah. take me. So meanwhile, oh, oh no, so did anybody see that? Ed did. Ah. Now, and that was a cool scene where literally David jumps on Ed and he's like, I will stop your heart, old man. And he literally gives him a fucking heart attack. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. That was cool. But it is kind of funny that he's like, ooh, I see what's going on. It's like, no, you don't, fucker. I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> yeah. Heart attack. You shut up. And he was in a coma for like a month after that. And I know. And that's the crazy thing is that the coincidental shit that like literally he wakes up. He's like, I've got to call hit, you know, I've got to call them immediately because I know that he's been possessed. And it's just the time they go, hey, man, turn that radio up to the level. God, okay, that turn whole thing. The, turn that Blondie song up to the level we can't hear anything else in the room besides the song. That whole thing. I, that dude, I wanted. He was sleazy shit already. I, I, know, I didn't care that he died. <laughs> I, I didn't care. I mean, he <laughs> like, like, I know he's sleazy, but like, look, man, he's sleazy and he's like, hey, teenage girl, fucking dance with me. Okay. What uh, so Arnie sees, what, what the, you know, he sees. And his other view of him, like, you know, pretty much trying to grab her and kill her or stuff like that is not true. But again, the dude's still kind of sleazy asking the teenager girl to dance with him. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. like, I knew it was going to happen. 
when what he saw was a dark hallway. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. I knew that was going to happen. That looked pretty cool because he sees that same thing again in the hospital. Yeah. So that demon looked pretty rad. Speaking of which, I will say this. I will give this movie very much one credit. I never thought I could hear a creepy version of Call Me, but in the psych ward, mm. I'll, I'll give it to him. You know, that's a movie, uh, that's a song I never thought I'd be like, that's fucking creeping me the fuck out. Yeah. I will give him that. Yeah. When the patient stands up and just starts going, you know, call me. I was like, whoa. I was like, all right, that's kind of fucking cool. There you go. I, I gave him one credit. Yeah, there's the credit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they find out that, so yeah, Arnie's possessed and yada yada. And they find out that- but He murders the landlord and then there's a whole- yeah, court thing. But that leads them to uh, figure find out that because they found another, there was another missing girl. Well, that's what's weird. So the cops are the, again. They come to the warrants. They're like, "Hey, you know, mm-hmm. mind how?" It's weird because they like call shenanigans and bullshit, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Well, if it's not bullshit, maybe you can like help us out because we, we got this. We got this case that we've been mm, not finding, mm. not really sure." And it's these two girls, and one of them stabs the fuck out of her, and the other girl that well, the girl that stabbed her went fucking missing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the girl that stabbed her realized what she did, and then. But they didn't know. But that's what I'm saying. They didn't know where she was, and mm-hmm. due to the amazing psychic abilities, uh, they figure out that she yeah jumped off the cliff and into the water, mm-hmm. which is weird that the cops didn't. Like, so he said we treasured the lake, we treasured that area twice. I'm like, no, you did. No, you did. You told the parents you did, motherfucker. You yeah, did, you not, did not, not do that. Oh, we looked everywhere on that lake. Really? Yeah. Because you yeah. found her like literally an hour after she, after like Warren was like, I think she's down there. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we found her. Then how, how the fuck did, I mean, yeah. maybe I miss where they explained where they didn't check one spot of the lake or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like, no, nah, you didn't fucking look, dude. Shut up. And there we, uh, and there we get the first like real look where we see it's like a battle between Lorraine and the occultist who is actually doing this. So it's not like a possessed artifact demon, which we've gotten in the first two yeah, films. This one's more. They find they they go to the morgue, touch the body of the dead girl. Which, by the way, hey, wouldn't she been more bloated? And how is she still slimy? There's no like, way she the would. Fuck? There's no way she'd be sitting out after like being in the water that she long. She would have been so they, bad. They they would have had to have her in some kind of tank or something. Like, like she would have fallen apart. Sitting out like that, she would have just slimed out, man. She was falling apart. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that didn't make any sense. But now, I guess you can't. I will really say hold the scariest hand, part of that fucking movie is having that big fucking slower looking yeah. bitch, dude. Man. I will give you that. That like, uh, there was a, another a corpse there that just had their had the autopsy done was sewn back up, and uh, I don't know again why are they leaving bodies out? Did he kind like, of look like the landlord, but fatter? Like a lot fatter, but you see what I'm saying? Like, like Imagine they, they almost grabbed the actor that did the landlords. Like, here, put on the prosthetics, yeah, and now yeah. you get to be the corpse going after him. But imagine being like having that, something that large. Oh yeah, and undead coming at you <laughs> fast. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> so that was cool. Oh, uh, we did. Did we talk about how the OG kid that got possessed? They find out that under his room was oh, an yeah. artifact. That's and how that's they know what, it's that's what kind of brought him. There was yeah. a witch's totem. Which actually, we skipped the part where they actually went to a priest initially, and that actor's been in a bunch of stuff. Remember from Fringe? That's yeah, he, yeah. It, it bothered me for a long time. And you watch something, and you're like, God damn it! Where's that like motherfucker? He's Blacklist. He's he's been like this char- evil kind of character through a lot of he stuff. He always looks like there's some shit going on. He looks like he has bodies buried somewhere every time you talk to him. You're <laughs> yeah. like, all right, dude, where's the bodies? Hmm. Yeah. And that's when you you know you see his room, and he has a room full of just occult literature. And I'm like, that's not weird. But I guess it's the same thing of like it's locked up, so yeah, no one can get well, it. Well, uh, I want to make sure I get this right. So the church knew of all this shit. And the best way to do it was to keep it locked and him to study it. 
but not to study it on how to defeat it, right? Maybe through studying about yeah. it, you say you figure out how to defeat and it. And you're like, well, okay, so this motherfucker saw all this shit. And then you go, no, 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 no. He he had sort of a daughter that he didn't tell the church about. And like, almost like the, I'm going to, you know, you know how kids are always rebelling against their parents. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here, like, you know, there's all this shit, you know, you know, to defeat it. And she goes, yeah, fucking defeat it. All right. You know, and then said, you know, rebel against your parents. Yeah. And she does the ultimate rebel against her parents. Fucking cause... kills them, motherfucker. Yeah. So you find out that the woman that they see that is that's actually possessing and killing through the scary librarian, yeah. The scary librarians <laughs> through the individual. So like she was she had taken over the girl's body that stabbed her best friend and then ran her, you know, and like she's taken over Arnie, she took over David. She was taking over all these people because she made a pact with the demon that she has to take three souls by so much time. And it's something like something. a kid. Like there's some oh, kind oh, yeah, of there's pattern. A it's like a child, a lover, and uh, a, a man of like the cloth. Yeah. Or like a, a man of faith. A man of faith. Man of faith, okay. Was. So the kid, David, Arnie, and then she got a hold of Ed because uh, she got, once once she saw Lorraine and knew who they were, she knew who they were, she then broke into their house and put a witch's totem in some flowers that were delivered. Yeah. And that was cursing, that cursed Ed. So that was the man of faith. The, Meanwhile, can I say something about, uh, about old poor Ed? This motherfucker is trying to run through the woods with a cane. He had just pathetic, had a stint put yeah. He just had a stint put in his heart, dude. I felt so bad for him. He's just like out of breath, you mean, sweating. Or literally he has to be in a wheelchair for the, you know, when they take him to the, you know, when they go to the courtroom scene and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like he he's in a wheelchair. And eventually he's like, all right, I'm going to start to walk. He's like, come on, Ed, keep up. And you're like, motherfucker. He's like chasing after and Lorraine then, in, the, in the woods and then so she won't jump off the he fucking... He br- <laughs> keeps getting fucking possessed. He like, <laughs> like the first time he got possessed... How did possessed, he not die at the end scene? Okay. He didn't take his pills. Oh, man. I, like, how did he not die swinging that sledgehammer around like I like, that, dude? I, I appreciate the first possession scene because of where, where it took place and everything. Because yeah, it was quick. It was like, he, he was getting ready to stab her. Like, oh, wait, yeah. whoa. You know. But, all right. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Mm. It's fucking stupid at the end. All right, it's fuck. Look, I know in The Exorcist they say the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you, right? In this movie, the power of love compels you. You might as well fucking just crank up that Huey Lewis song. Yeah. Because yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. the power of love, the power of flashback memories, can defeat possession. Mm. Because literally, that's how Ed defeats being possessed. Is you know, you know how remember how we met and. Remember how we then this big, huge, dramatic. Th- so the big, the only way say, to break the curse. I wanted to crank in the power of love. Literally, that scene where his eyes go back to normal. Like you know, uh, it's just stupid. It's so fucking stupid. They, they dude. found out the only way to break the curse was to destroy the altar. And that's um, where, yeah, right after he. So right after he comes, comes back, out of it, yeah. then you see this big dramatic thing where he just breaks the altar and then doesn't fucking die. Like I'm sorry, they made a huge deal about him not having his pills before, and he exerted way he, more force. Dude, I like, know several people that don't take their heart medication that can lift heavy items and mm, yeah, yeah, yeah sure that's what happens. Yeah, that's what happens totally. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, like, I, I, when I saw that scene, I just thought they basically watched In the Tall Grass and took his character from that. God and just damn, I forgot same, about forgot about that. He's shit. swinging shit and yeah. fucking going crazy. Like, like that's just, it was the same shit. I'm like, oh wait, he could do that as Ed Warren. But I'll say this: I liked his character in Tall Grass more because he oh, was more. creepy psycho. And this one, Midnight Special, and fucking yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> no, I just, I, I just had a problem with the resolution, and this happens all the fucking time. And literally everything we just talked about, no matter how powerful somebody is, mm-hmm. possessing or can do whatever, it's like, well, if you show them true love, mm-hmm. true love will destroy everything. No, I think, all right. I think this is the last one. And by the way, this this one had like fifty. 
no, 60-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes where the first two were 84 and 80. Yeah. Like, the only thing... There's points in this movie I thought were good. Man, I'll just say straight up, like, overall, it, it's there's a lot of dragging in this shit. I will say that I agree with you. Um, my thing, what I really loved about this movie was that it was it was different. They just didn't execute it well. Like, not having just an, a, a, an artifact that allowed a demon to come in like the conjuring it was the well it was the house and and the conjuring too it was the uh the whatever the fuck it was i don't i forget what it was the, the nun the paint whatever however she right. possessed i haven't watched conjuring 2 in, in a couple of years but I, anyway I need to watch that like this was it, so it wasn't like a demon that broke out it was a person who cursed people and they were actually the ones controlling and possessing the other people which I, so it was like that also kind of like i don't know that kind of threw me off it's like oh this so this has been set up like okay well like I, I don't know that doesn't make it scarier that doesn't make it any more I mean but I, think it was I mean you do have I, you do have one actual kill when she kills her fucking dad but besides that like it, it's there's no difference between that except someone set up to curse these people and bring well, it the out. other two weren't really were kill, weren't really kill heavy either it was more about the jump scares and well that's what, no but I'm saying that, that was like they were like see we're gonna have a real person here so it'll be a scene where you know she's gonna fucking actually murder a motherfucker like that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I just, to me, I enjoy the first Conjuring. I wish it kind of was just its own movie. It just yeah. alone because I enjoy it, and I think honestly, the appeal of it and where it stood in the horror community has dropped so severely because they just fucking just kept making these movies, well, and not the Conjuring. I'm talking about the Annabelles and all that. Yeah. To where this third one, I think, is closer in tone to the branch offs than it is to the OG movie, in that, my opinion. That, well, that's true. And like I said, you, you wish they stayed with just the conjuring, but so you haven't seen two. No, like, I, yeah, three, that, that's true. Three. Definitely. If they did one and two, I'd be fine. I'm talking about where they just kept, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept no, it making didn't all feel the branch like, offs, the nun, Annabelle, all it that. It didn't feel like, uh, the conjuring or the conjuring two. This movie did not feel like that. Like I'm saying they could have taken the concept of not making it the same thing with the possessed artifact and like no. doing the story they did, but making it feel like a conjuring movie. I'll say that, this too. You know what I mean? Because it doesn't, it doesn't, and like you need to see two because you're really just going off one. You haven't seen two. Right. But I, and I, you know what? I, I'll leave two out of it. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say it was good. I'm not even going after two. I'm talking about everything else. You know, just the, like I said, none, Annabelle, all that. Annabelle I've only watched like, like a couple of those because they were not good. But I think, you know, you go back to the first Conjuring and like it kind of takes place in one setting. It's that house, that family. I mean, fuck, man, that basement scene, the the clapping, stuff like that, like, legit was scary and fucked with you. And this one, it's like, well, we could do it in one place, but we're going to do it so many places, and you go back and forth. That also irritates me when it's like, we're following the Warrens on the tunnel system, then we cut back to the exorcism, we're following the, you know, and that back and forth, and it, it takes jump scares and things like that away when you mm-hmm. have to follow two different stories instead of one character slowly going down a basement and the light goes out. Yeah, that, and all you are is you're with that character. That exorcism reminded me of what was that shitty movie we watched with Eric Bana? God, I don't know. And remember, I, but remember that exorcism? Oh yeah, it that, reminded me. You mean where the movie stopped and yeah. we cheered and they asked we you know they're gonna put it back on. We said not to worry about it. <laughs> we're like cool. You you don't have to start <laughs> back. We're, we'll just fine. leave, dude. But uh, it it it's kind of it was kind of that same level of exorcism where it's like eh, yeah. Oh, and t- all right. Tell me you didn't get pissed the fuck off when they blatantly try to copy 
the outside shot from fucking Exorcism. Oh, that was or Exorcism. That was the beginning. That was terrible. I'm just don't that do that. That was terrible. Hey guys, guys, don't Stop. do that. All right. Stop. Hey, look, you did a little reference, Stop. and I know it's supposed to be like a, you know this like tribute. Or, no, don't don't do that. Just don't. You're you're referencing an all time classic. The caliber is that, not there. Yeah, it's yeah. not there. You're you're not allowed to do that, guys. That all was right? horrible. Yeah, that was. I, yeah, I <laughs> saw I was, it. I was trying not to. When I saw that scene, I said, "Oh, I bet that pissed." <laughs> piss steven the fuck up because i'm pretty sure like literally that's such an iconic scene is i believe that's one of your it's like, one of my tattoos, tattoos. Yeah. yeah i mean like, I mean, like yeah. and they're like uh we could do that too no, no you, you can't no you can't no, you cannot you can't do that no so we're gonna wrap it up on this movie um really everything we touched were basically the beat points of it and it because there's not a lot there really wasn't a lot there and like initially when i finished watching it i was like well, that wasn't terrible but the more i thought about it and the more i really com- like you know was just like i it doesn't pass a chopping block. It 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 it's just I, I don't want to own it. I own the first two. I don't want to own this one. I'm glad I didn't. That kind of says a lot. It does. I yeah. love the first two. I rewatched the first two. So you kind of agree. You know? It kind of follows in the beats of the brand. Like I don't know ones. any. I don't know. I don't own any of the movies in the universe. I own the Conjuring one and two. Yeah, that is all I own. I'm the same way. You know, I've I've watched two of the Annabelles. I watched La Lorna. I did not watch, and I was like, I don't need to watch any more. I of these. watched. I watched the first Annabelle. I didn't really care for yeah. it. Well, the second one was really good. The first one sucked. I know. The and sucked. That, second one see, was solid. And that's the challenge. Is yeah. The first one sucks. That's you go, well, <laughs> you, you just watch the second one. You're like, yeah. I don't know about that. It's like that. watching, I know what you did last summer. They're watching, I still know what you did last summer. To, Why would you watch To me, the, Conjuring you... 3, the pacing was really slow. Again, like for a jump scare type of movie like that, branching off into two different like like timelines, storylines, it, it takes a lot of that away. I thought the possess the Ed getting possessed and the power of love bringing him back was fucking stupid. See, now I don't know if it might have gotten some editing because they had they had it sitting around so much longer and that can be detrimental to a film too. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last summer. Well, but in, in, if you weren't sure about the Ed thing, literally the dude that's possessed and he's supposed to try to kill himself and his girlfriend shows up at the last minute to grab his arm right before he's about to slit his throat and it was like this weird like theme of like love will conquer all and I'm like I don't need a love conquers so all kind of like, were, kind were of there reshoots or were the, was it was it did it get re-edited like was there something because it's just hard to believe that this is what they gave us for a third one like you know what I mean like a movie that had a year to keep uh, different director <sighs> hold on different director yeah, yeah it's been a while and look as much as we talk shit about all those Annabelle movies and the nuns like that they do box office you know Hey, can you make this and just keep it in the same vein and keep it to where what the kids like? Sure, there you go. Uh, all right, well, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're we're out, man. Like yeah. I said, Conjuring, apparently Conjuring Two. And that's all. Yeah, and Hunter was going to watch Conjuring Two. Yep. <laughs> so uh, let us know what you think uh, G- at lowdownbrown.gygmail.com. And uh, you know, if you know of anything you've heard behind the scenes where there was some like reshoots or any kind of editing extra editing done after the initial release date because they had a whole other year my thing is like if you create something and you want to get ready to put it out and then you have to hold on to it for too long you might go back and be like oh well let me we should add this me, yeah so i don't Let's know make if, a system of tunnels there was some fucking fuckery going on with the film either because <laughs> it's just hard to believe they would put out a movie that was this low of a caliber compared to the first two but they did so let us know again if you know if you know anything that we missed as far as behind the scenes stuff that might have changed the final product and uh, also go to GUIPodcast.com. Check out other shows on the network. There's something for everybody. Hit up all our links. We got to uh, go through Amazon, our Amazon link, and just shop through Amazon like normal. We get a little kickback. We love that shit because it helps us buy podcast stuff because that's not cheap. And then we've also got our T Public link where all our merch is there. Uh, fuck load of designs. That's where I'm just going with the fuck ton. Fuck yeah, ton of designs. That's it. 
Um, some some are great and are, all of them are awesome, but some don't really. Deserve. Some are a little, yeah. Some people might appreciate some a little more than <laughs> others. others. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and, uh, and uh, until we talk to you again, stay safe. Scotty Big Daddy Preston here, that's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.